In today's show, we're looking at a bunch of players who could be sell-high candidates for your fantasy basketball team. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. We're here to talk sell highs. Yesterday we did buy lows. So let's look at the opposite side of the coin and look at some sell highs again. Not an exhaustive list. This is not everybody who's a sell high. This is not someone that you just get rid of under every circumstance. In some cases, you're trading these players away might be the wrong decision. It's all about seeing how much value you can you can extract. Otherwise, you write it out and you see what happens. So let's talk about these guys. These are for category leagues, the first bunch of players that we're going to talk about. And let's start with the thick hogsman, Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Tobias Harris is the 12th ranked player so far this year. Um, he's averaging 19 and eight, two and a half threes. He's shooting 52 and 92 from the field. I was a little bit skeptical of Toby coming into the season um, in terms of, you know, well, Doc Rivers is back coaching him, so he's going to be awesome again. But he has been awesome. But why has he been awesome? And that's always what I want to try and look into when looking at sell high type players, because Harris, this season, he has never, literally never in his life averaged over one steal per game. He was at 0. 0.7, 0. 0.6, 0. 0.9, 0. 0.7 for the last four years. He's at 1.3 this year. And you might not think that's a big difference. It's double. It's double where he was last year. Oh, also, he averaged 0. 0.6, 0. 0.5, 0. 0.4, 0. 0. 0.5, 0. 0.5, 0. 0.5 blocks over the last six years. This year, he's at 1.3, so more than double. Throw in the fact that his field goal percentage has gone from 47 to 52, and his free throws have gone from 81 to 92, and he's shooting 47% on three-pointers. There is a massive, massive dip coming from Tobias Harris. He's going to lose steals. He's going to lose blocks. He's going to lose field goal percentage. He's going to lose free throw percentage. He's probably going to lose three-pointers made and scoring as well. Now, nobody is giving you a top 12 player for Harris. There's there's no debating that. Like, I don't think we need to, you don't need to over-legislate it and say, oh, well, you know, I'm never going to get that. You're right. You're not. You're never going to get a top 12 player back, but you could get a top 35 player. You could get a top 40 player because there's a lot to fall here with Tobias Harris. The same goes for Malcolm Brogdon. Brogo is the 11th ranked player at the moment. Now, he is having an absolute monster of a year. There's no denying that as well. 37 minutes a night, 22 points, three threes, seven assists, 1.9 steals, 52, 83, and 45 as his percentages. So you can see where this is going. Like this level of shooting is not going to continue. He is a really good shooter, but on this volume, he's probably not this good of a shooter, not a 45% three-point shooter. But the other thing is he averaged 0.6 steals last year. He's at 1.9. That is triple the output in steals. Triple. That is not something that's likely to continue. And I know there is a new coach here. And he's had, over his last three games, eight steals combined. 
I, I just don't buy that all of a sudden he's going to be a two steals per game player. And that's going to cause him... I think he still can be a top 40 player, a top 50 player at worst. I think he can still be that. But that level of steals is really... Look, that's his best fantasy category this year is his steal numbers. And that is absolutely inflating what he's doing. I think there's also room for a bit of a drop-off in his scoring due to his true shooting coming down from 63%, which at the moment is an absolute career best. So I think there is some pretty large scope for Brogdon to fall off from where he is. Again, no one's giving you a first-round player for Brogdon, but you're looking at him in the mix. Like if you throw him and another type of player, maybe you can get a first round player back with how he's going. Some people are real slavish to looking at what current rankings are and that's going to inflate what Brogdon's doing because they look at a ranking number and they don't look at the reason behind that ranking number, which is super important when you're uh, when you're talking about fantasy and, and where that value comes from. The next up is the Padawan Colin Sexton, who at the moment is the 41st ranked player. He's averaging 26 points per game, two threes, not much else, two rebounds, 3.4 assists, but 1.4 steals. So why do I think that he's going to fall off? Well, his scoring is absolutely through the roof, even on a lower usage than where it was last year, because his shooting is absolutely guaranteed to fall off. 54% from three. It's it's not happening. He can be a 40% guy. He's been 40 and 38 his first two years in the NBA. He could even be a 42% shooter. He is not going to be a 54% shooter. So that's going to drop his three-pointers. And he doesn't make many threes. He just doesn't take a huge volume. Now, that is up this year, which is important. But he's, that's going to drop. His scoring is going to drop. And that means his field goal percentage is going to drop. Also, he's seen a 40% rise in his steal numbers, up from one steal per game up to 1.4 steals per game. Everything else is piss poor. Yeah, bad rebounds, bad assists, no blocks. Free throw attempts are okay, but they're not very high volume. Uh, Free throw percentage is good, but not very high volume. So there is a a drop coming. Now, it's not as aggressive of a drop as I think is having for Harris and for Brogdon, but he is currently that 41st ranked player, Sexton. So there is, you know... Yeah, an ability for you to get a top 50 player back when I just don't think that he is necessarily going to remain that sort of a player. Mike Conley, another guy who's putting up some really, really big numbers at the moment. Conley was a huge disappointment last year. Couldn't get healthy, couldn't play well, and now he's the 40th ranked player. He's averaging 20 points in 32 minutes with five assists and most importantly, 3.73s. Um there's a couple of things to look at here. He shot 41% from the field last year. He's up at 48 this year because he's shooting 46% on threes. And that's so much of what happens when looking at sell highs is who is absolutely shooting the lights out. And Conley is one of those. 51% on twos is also by far a career high. He was at 44 last year. He was at 48 the year before that. So there is some you know, room for him to be good there. The assists are never going to be high under Quinn Snyder. His steals are low. Now, there, there is an area that he could improve because he has been a long way in the past. He has been a two steals per game guy, but yeah, we're, we're not really ever going to get back to that. But it's that level of shooting and and scoring that's probably going to fall off. His true shooting is at 64%. He was at 54 last year. So there is going to be a big tumble from Conley that's going to take him, I would imagine, outside of that top... Um, outside of that top 50 and probably into that 80 sort of range. But there is going to be a fall off, but the usage is strong. The scoring is good. He's hitting threes. He's just not going to hit them at the same level that he is at the moment. Dylan Brooks, the next guy we're going to talk about. Brooksy is somehow the 62nd ranked player. He's just the worst player in my mind to watch. I can't stand watching him play. The shot selection is horrendous. Uh, He's really benefiting from the fact that 
Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Ja Morant are out. So his usage is up at 29%. It was at 25 last year, and that was still too high. 31 minutes, 17 points. He's the 62nd ranked player. The other thing that's good about him this year is 1.8 steals. Now, that is also literally double what he averaged last season. So there is probably going to be a fall off there. And he's improved his assist rate. But he hasn't missed a single free throw this season. So there's going to be a dip there. And that is his second best category, his free throws uh, percentage. So that's going to fall. He's all he's shooting 39% from the field. So I, I'd like to say that's going to improve, but I have no guarantees that it is going to improve. What's going to happen with him is the usage is going to drop. So when Morant is back and when Jackson's back, he's not going to be maintaining a 29% usage. And he's not going to be shooting 100% from the free throw line. And he probably isn't going to be averaging over a steal per game or you're close to two steals per game where he currently is. And all that stuff is... Pro- and the fact that there are better players on this roster than him. I think Desmond Bain's a better fit in the starting lineup than Dylan Brooks, and people will think that I'm crazy. He is just horrendous to watch in terms of what he does offensively and how he hijacks this team. So eventually, if they want to win, they need to get him all the way out of there. And while I'm not thinking that's going to happen, I... I- don't think that it's a complete um, non-factor. I think there is a chance that they just say, well, it's it's just not happening for you, Dylan, and you need to be in a much, much smaller role. For points leagues, let's take a look there because well, there's a few players that are similar, uh, and I've got uh, Mike Conley on that list as well. Um, well, he's the only one on that list that is a bit of a sell Some of the, Most of those other guys you can extrapolate out to points leagues, but I'm going to talk about a few other players here who um, are worth looking at in terms of uh, sell highs in points leagues. Christian James McCullum continues to put up some really, really strong numbers. McCullum is the ninth-ranked player in points leagues this year. I'm not sure that he's even a top 50 guy when all is said and done. He's averaging uh, 46.6 fantasy points per game on 28 points per game in real life and almost six assists and 1.7 steals. It's the steals for me. It's the assists. It's the scoring. All of that stuff is very, very likely to uh, to come back to earth over the coming days and coming weeks. So I, I just don't see it for McCullum at this point. We talked about Conley already. Let's talk about Keldon Johnson, who I do really like. I, I like Keldon, but he's the 59th ranked player in points leagues this year, averaging almost 33 fantasy points per game. He's doing it in 30 minutes with 16 points and seven and a half rebounds. The shooting for him has been pretty good. I don't know what it is about him that I'm just I'm just having the struggle to look at Keldon Johnson, who I like, who I advocated for a lot in the preseason. Um, I'm just having a, a tough a tough time looking at him and saying he's going to be this must roster player. Um, sorry, try again. He is must roster to be a top fifty, top sixty sort of player. His block numbers are very high. Uh, he was at point. What was he at? 0.1 per game last year in only 18 minutes for sure. But on a per 36 basis, he's gone from 0.2 per 36 to 0.8. So we're talking a 400% increase. Um, We're talking about an increase in his rebound rate. We're talking about almost a doubling of his assist rate. So there's a few things there that have the potential to drop off for Calden Johnson. I wouldn't say it's going to be a massive fall, but he is someone that I am looking at. Much like with Dylan Brooks, Kyle Anderson is a bit of a sell high to me. He is the 61st ranked player in points leagues, averaging 32 points per game in 32 minutes, averaging almost 17 points with over eight rebounds per game. He's also giving us a 3.7 assists, which is up to over five over the last three games without Morant. But Morant, Jackson, Justice Winslow back into the mix. 
Do we expect 32 minutes a night from Kyle Anderson? Do we expect him to be a primary ball handler? Do we expect him to continue to shoot the way that he has? Because it has been pretty impressive. I don't expect any of those things to happen. If he is the 61st ranked player, I don't think he's necessarily falling outside the top 100 in a points league. But just getting yourself an extra 20 or 30 spots of value, I reckon, is a pretty good way to go about things. And the last guy I want to talk about is Eric Gordon, who is way up at number 67. Um... I'm not sure that Gordon even remains a top 150 player this year. He's averaging 19 points per game because his usage is up at 28%. 28, it's really high. Now, with John Wall, James Harden, Christian Wood, DeMarcus Cousins, I just find it hard to see how Gordon can maintain a usage of 28% and to be as efficient as he has been. Also, while averaging 1.7 steals when he's been at 0.6 steals, literally exactly 0.6 steals for four consecutive seasons. So he is almost tripling that steal rate so far this season. To go along with that big usage bump and the hot scoring as well, I just think there is a real sell-high opportunity there for Eric Gordon. That'll do it for me today. Sell highs. Let me know. Do you? What did you think of any all those nine players that I mentioned? Who is a sell high? Who isn't a sell high? Who do you think is maintaining it? Who else do you think is a sell high? Tweet it at me or drop it in the comments down below, guys. Hit subscribe. Hit the notification bell and give us a uh, a subscription on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and here on YouTube, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. <laughs>